Ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, leisure. Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Lisa. And I'm Sarah. And not only are you Sarah, but you're my cousin, Sarah. Oh, no, and it's my cousin, Lisa, my favorite cousin on my dad's side. Now, not to like age us, but how many years difference between us right now? Let's see. Uh, so I turned 32 this year. <gasps> so there's only six years between us. Why did I think there was more? Um, probably because we only saw each other like every once in a blue moon growing up. Yeah. So like, I kind of vaguely remember when like you were born and you're the, you're the firstborn, much like myself. We have, yes. Yes. We have and then we're the only two female cousins besides my younger sister. Oh, that's true. On, um, our dad's side, basically. Correct. Yeah. Um, their brothers, they also owned a company to like co-owned with their other brother, the Coochie brothers, LLC. Uh, right. Which did super amazing real estate things until they all decided that they are not good at being landlords. So they so, moved along. So every time someone brings up, in fact, someone just brought up being a landlord this week. And I was like, no, this is what I learned from watching my dad and his brothers. Right. It, it's terrible, right? <laughs> it's okay. So I actually have experience with being like a landlord light. Ooh, tell us more. Yes. So um, originally when we had my daughter in 2013, we were renting from a family that I also worked for. I worked as their nanny and they lived in a duplex. And so they had one side that they weren't doing anything with. And so I was like, hey, we are currently living in my parents' basement because my husband had just gotten out of the army. And that was just our place to kind of get our feet under us. So I said, hey, you're not doing anything with that side. And we are looking for a place to live where we do not have to be with my parents. So what, what can we do with that side? And so we got a sweetheart deal of our rent was really, really affordable but we were essentially the property managers. Uh, they're like, submit us receipts for any work that you have to do on it, but you know, you need to, to address it yourselves. My husband and I both worked at Home Depot. So that worked out really well. Of uh, Then when I had questions, I could go ask the grumpy old man li- that worked in plumbing that I was one of the only people he was not grumpy with. And it was great. And then after that, we um, eventually bought a house in Portland, Oregon, which is where we were living. And uh, we moved our roommate with us and they ended up not being the greatest people. Were you friends with the roommate? Uh, We were until we found out that they were uh, stealing money and I went, they were stealing money from me. And then uh, I went to, I had gotten a little, so Portland is the land of like craft beer and liquor and strip clubs and all of that fun stuff. And so... (laughs) uh what I would always uh, right it it, it is jarring how accurate Portlandia was (laughs) I was just like I'm feeling very attacked because I do have a purse with a bird on it put a bird on it that's the only one I remember and the Uh, put a bird on it what's the name of the chicken you want right and then is this you know is this cow locally sourced and they're able to go like find yes the farm and join the cult and then well what about the fish and it, oh my gosh anyways um so I got for Christmas one year I had gotten a little set of like fancy Christmas liqueurs 
from a local company called Eastside Distilling Company, which they make some of my favorite whiskey ever. Um, but it was like an eggnog liqueur and a peppermint bark and, and some other third one. So I went to finally pour myself a little glass of it. And I'm like, this is, this is like super watered down. They have been stealing my, they had went full high school, stealing my liquor and refilling it with water. Wow. That's such a douche move. Such a douche move. Um, and so we eventually kicked them out for non-payment of rent and I did not have to get cops involved. Thankfully, uh, I eventually got them out without them, but I did have to, uh, invite the rugby team to come hang out at my house and look very mean and threatening because it was, Will had just left to go, uh, he'd taken a job that was located in Honolulu. Yep. I remember his career. So while all of that is going on, he's having to leave the, you know, this, you know, leave the mainland to go over there. And I'm in the house with our, you know, three-year-old at the time trying to like, so she was fine, but the boyfriend, uh, was definitely uh, addicted to drugs. Mm -hmm. And so it was, and so we're like, okay, now that like, we think, yeah, we've got there's a lot of shady stuff going on. And, um, <laughs> it sounds like the worst case scenario with a kid, solo parenting. Oh my gosh. Uh, I was very grateful to have the rugby community to lean on of like, hey friends, hey, I'll feed you. Can yeah. you please come sit and be mean and intimidating even though I know you're giant teddy bears? That'd be great. Okay, thanks, bye. Um, so all of that to say, uh, our family has a long history of being bleeding hearts. Uh, when someone says like, Hey, I just lost my job. I need help with X, Y, Z. Can we be flexible? Um, cause my, my dad was the property manager for the p- property they owned in Portland, Oregon through Future yeah. Brothers LLC. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I, I remember eventually they were able to get an actual property management company in charge of it instead of dad and my brother going and like Jacob got, my brother got really good at replacing toilets from working out there like there was life experience that they gained from it but it was definitely dad and I are way too soft-hearted to be landlords we cannot we're just like no we can't we can't do this we will let them run roughshod over us because we don't want to be that a-hole and my dad was the same way watching him with like one of the properties it's the same story like they call it 2am with this ridiculous it's always plumbing issues always plumbing. always yes well all that being said while we're (laughs) Well, we have great life experience. You chose the word of the week. What was it? I did. The word was joy. Joy. And this was a great word because we have not had so much joy. We thought we were over the vid and now we got Delta very up in our house. And like when I had picked the word of the week, I had found out that Um, someone very dear to me who I thought would not get vaccinated did in fact get vaccinated and I was overturned their own leaf they they did um they they ingest a lot of very very far right media and propaganda because that's what it is I'm just gonna call it what they chose to what they chose to imbibe was propaganda and I was very very surprised when they they showed me their vaccination card and I was so happy for them and so it was like you know what 
I don't like the person you've turned into, but I love you. And I am so happy you made this choice. So when we talked about it and we picked the word, I'm like, I am just overflowing with joy right now. So that's the word that we're going to do. And we're going to just find joy everywhere that we can. And congratulations on that front. Cause that's huge. We haven't had any, I know I said, you know, in this house, we have not yes. had COVID in this house yet. Um, but we've had we, a, a couple people close to us get the vid and, mm-hmm. you know, we actually went to the last time we met up physically was to go to a memorial for our uncle who died of COVID. Yep. It was, I was really excited to see everyone because right. it has been decades, I think since all of us had been in one place like that. Yeah. So it was of- an awful reason, but it was, you know, we'll, we'll find that joy of let's, let's appreciate our, our, our family while we're all here. Yeah. So like the joy we had was we met up and we decided to do like the word of the week and everything. So we met up in the Midwest when St. Louis was blowing up with, I didn't COVID. know that it was blowing up. So I live in Illinois. And so we drove and we were very excited that, um, we could go around St. Louis and avoid all the traffic there. And what's crazy is my husband and I actually had made dinner plans to meet with some friends who were living in St. Louis and they had to cancel at the last second because they got sick. I don't think it was vid, I haven't heard anything from them. We've been very lucky. My husband works at Chicago O'Hare. So we have had been super sensitive and we've been really fortunate of we've only had three potential COVID exposures, two of them from him. And we're very fortunate in that our house, we have a guest room in our house. And so we were able to be like, okay, you are quarantining in our bedroom that has a bathroom attached to it. And I am moving into the guest room and get to pretend to be a guest in my own house for a while. And then my daughter got super sick and Mm -hmm. they were like, you can either go get a test or you can self-quarantine for 10 days. I'm like, well, there's nine days left in the school year. So we're going to go get a test. She did not like it. Apparently my husband took her, <laughs> I was working, but she was just like, mom, they stuck this up my nose. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, sweetheart. That's, that's just what they have to do. At some point, everyone gets stuff up their nose. It's fine. You get over it. Right. It's like when you were two, you stuck a beat up there and had no problem with it. I mean, th- how much different is this really? Exactly. So the joy out of that situation was one, <laughs> none of us got COVID at that memorial. No, we did not. Um, I believe all of the adults were vaccinated. At least all the ones that I talked vaccinated. to. Yep. I think it was just questionable on like, and we drove out there too. And we had just been staying with one family that also like had been kind of bubbling up a little bit too, like keeping to their bubble is what I mean. So right. that was great. And then you pointed out, we hadn't seen each other since someone got married. So like now it's like either someone's got to get married again. Right. Um, now I think every, well, no, we can always wait for your brother and sister. My brother and sister. Yes. And they are. So it's really funny. My brother and I are bookends. So we are one of my favorite pictures that I have is um, about, I think about five years ago, I had shaved my head. Uh, I got in a haircut as you do. Well, so I got in a, we we were on vacation in Michigan. We were getting ready to move out to Illinois. I was still living in Oregon, um, but we were getting ready to move out. My, and my, my mother had gotten a vacation house in Michigan and said, just come out here. And that way you, my, and my husband was living in Illinois at that point, he had transferred from Honolulu to Chicago, which is why we moved out here. Um, So my mom had said, Hey, 
come stay at the vacation house with us. And so we were out there for a week and I was able to like go and do some house hunting with them. And, um, like you do after you're trapped in a vacation house with family members for more than three days, you start to love each other, but not like each other. And, um, Mm -hmm. I got to, so we had gone to get our haircut in town and it was like someone who had known our family for a long time. Well, the family that lives in Michigan, this is on my mother's side, um, didn't tell any of us that that hairstylist has gotten on in years and has gone down in quality. Gets a little or anything. Yeah. So, and I had very long hair. My hair was past my shoulders and I had a side cut on my left side. Uh, That was like shaved down to a two guide and the rest of it, which, you know, was very vogue in Portland at the time. And it is still a fairly vogue look. Um, So she had cut the rest of my hair very short. Uh, one of the gifts of, I got from pregnancy, besides seasonal allergies, which I'd never dealt with in my entire life until after I became a mom, uh, was I now have super curly hair. So she cut my hair short and it's super curled up. And I was like, oh, oh no, this no longer looks like a side cut. This looks like I'm recovering from brain surgery. <laughs> and that's where they cut in. Oh no. Um, and I, we, family and I had been sniping at each other and I was just done with everything. And I was like, I have to try to fix my hair. Like I have to go interview for jobs and be taken seriously. Uh, I put a (laughs) one inch guide on the wall trimmer and I just shaved it all off. I was like, I'm done. You know what? I'm done with it. So I like that you had to look professional. So you're like, I'll just shave my head. (laughs) Well, and then, you know, coming from Portland and it was not like I did, if I take him down to the skin and got like full Sinead. Yes. Then, which I, it's awful. I had to teach my daughter what a Rickroll was the other day. Oh, Rick right. I'm like, just get me an AARP card now. Oh my gosh. Um, so I did not go full Sinead. I left enough that like, I could kind of style it a little bit. And I was like, you know what? This way we can just reset. If I decide I want to let it grow out again. Great. Like it's, it's fine. But I was just so done with that haircut. So anyways, so I did all that. I came home and uh, I was hanging, I, I was, I lived with my parents for that couple of weeks in between when we got back, because I basically like packed my house up and then was on a plane at 6am the next day to go out to this vacation. Um, so I got back to the house and my brother and I had taken a self, we were done like, Oh, let's take a selfie. And so we're both making this face of, of like, you know, super, super, super happy. Insane. So it was me in the front <laughs> and then my brother and then my dad photo bombed us did not know what face we were making and had the exact same face. <gasps> That's so um, we all look the exact same and it's amazing. amazing. And That's then it, it's just beautiful. <laughs> and so my sister, uh, I call her the honey badger. She is complete opposite of us. Uh, of She has the lighter hair. She is not, does not have the loud outgoing personality. That's true. That, that we have. She is a honey badger and does not give an F about anybody's opinion about anything like she I love her she's amazing and it's funny of like I used to be like well don't you want to do xyz and now that like I've become a mom and I'm like trying to teach my daughter to to like hold her own in the society I'm just like girl yes yeah do whatever makes you happy forget everyone else your cousin Irene's fine. Go talk to her. Pretty much. I'm just like, she, if you need lessons and how to be a honey badger, go talk to that girl because she's amazing. So speaking of our word of the week, which sounds like so much joy that our relatives and everyone gave us um, when we got to meet up. Um, what did you do for your word of the week? 
So for my word of the week, I mean, like I said, I got to celebrate a dear one getting vaccinated, which was amazing. Um, And then I found childish glee in using my makeup. (gasps) Makeup. Yes. And tell us what makeup palette you had. (laughs) I splurged of I shop at Ulta. And I go like once a quarter and I get all of the things and it's great. Um, And I was on Facebook and someone had shared a post like BuzzFeed or someplace. I don't remember where, but it was an Ulta exclusive of the company Morph, which does a lot of great eyeshadow palettes, had partnered with Lisa Frank. So they have the binder style where it opens and you could choose uh, unicorns the aliens or the lion cubs yeah for the front of it i like but it was all the same palette yeah i I like the um and what are they the cheetah and tiger the rainbow and hunter and what's the other one's name she like lisa frank named (sighs) i know she named all of them and i was like i feel like i failed as a fan that i don't remember any of these names i mean i did the unicorn i I read inside the rainbow gulag which is <gasps> the story of her company. Like just Google that and I'll <gasps> it's old now. But then right. I saw a um new interview. So one of her sons, because she has two, to okay. company, but they're both very private about um like ju- like and so was Lisa Frank when she was like growing the company. Also right. a lot of cocaine, a lot of cocaine. Like, I mean 80s and 90s. Correct. So yeah, like you do. But now instead of creating all the Lisa Frank products, they license them. So like when you said morph the company, morph right. paid to use the Lisa Frank like palette and everything. Right. Well, everything that's old is new again. Like yeah. I went to Ulta today and uh, they were telling me, oh, I was telling them, yeah, I got this Lisa Frank palette. And they're like, oh, they just did one of Saved by the Bell. And personally, I was like, mm, I'm okay without Screech palettes. Thanks. Yeah, no. Uh, R.I.P. Screech. Uh, mm. Yep. Yeah, I was just like, I don't, I don't know. That's the one I would have chosen. And before era. We the podcast, you flashed up um, the 600 sticker pack that you had for Lisa. <gasps> I do. I was so excited. Um, I have taken over my girls, my daughter's Girl Scout troop. And so I was putting together like kits for them. And we went to the dollar store and they had these amazing 600 count Lisa Frank stickers. And I said, oh man, I have to get one for the troop and then I need to get one for my cousin Lisa because I'm going to see her in a couple of weeks. And like a complete ADD shiny crow brain that I am, I left them at home. That's okay. That's okay. We talked about it. It was like I was there. We and then did. And now, so one of the things I have worked on in, in with my therapist and because mental health has been a huge thing over the last couple of years. I don't know obviously. anyone that hasn't that has gotten a therapist that regrets it. I talked to you right on my vacation that got them like slightly pre COVID or during COVID. Right. And they said it was life changing. It is. And it's even if you just go to have someone to like dump your mental junk drawer out on yeah. and then sort through it, who doesn't have any background information. They don't have any preconceived notions. You can just be like, I talked to this relative of mine and they have gone completely off the deep end. And, you know, like, I don't even know what to do with this. And they'd be like, okay, all right. 
like let's let's explore this and they they have nothing they have nothing holding them back there's no judgment and it's amazing so one thing that uh my so I have two therapists because my previous one left to go have a baby and I was like okay that's a good reason and so I'm actually really excited about my new therapist she has some life experience that the previous one did not have that I'm relating to a lot more with a, a realization I had recently uh, about uh, a member of my family who uh, I believe is an alcoholic. And yeah. I don't know that they've admitted that to themselves, but it's one of those like Jekyll and Hyde situations, depending uh, so, on where they're at. And since you know my family, I've talked yes. previously before where like uh, my dad is an alcoholic and we all recognize it. He recognizes yes. it. Um, but it, it, it's interesting how it's like aged over time. And mm-hmm. it's interesting to talk to other people who have had alcoholics in the family. In some ways, I feel like people are a little stronger because you're like, oh, I've seen crazy. It's right. Care of me sometimes. <laughs> right. And I, it's, I'm, I'm very grateful that this family member did not really start like sliding down that slope until like we were all old enough to take, like we were all old enough to take care of ourselves. Like we're old enough to buy alcohol on our own legally. Um, but it, it very much has, has been a big difference. And so personally, I've always, I know I have alcoholism on both sides, both from my, my mom's side and my dad's side. And so it's something I've always been cognizant of. And, you know, with COVID, I mean, you know, everyone's trapped inside. I know personally, like when I lost going to the gym, we lost, you know, we had, we lost so much and we were not given a lot of time to mourn that before we then had to switch and start learning how to work from home and teach from home and like, keep your shit together. Yeah. And and so we've all had to kind of stop and, and evaluate our mental health and you learn that it's okay to reach out. It's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to like, I remember I, I, we did zoom meetings and I logged into my first therapy appointment and I just like, all she said was, so what's going on? And I just started crying. Uh, She was just like, cry, scream, talk. This is, this is your hour to do what you need to. And I'm like, I just needed someone to say that to me. So it was amazing. (laughs) Anyways, um, out of all of that, one of the things that we, that we came together was she was like, cause I was like, I feel like I don't do as much as I did before COVID. She's like, okay, so I want you to get a notebook of, you know, one that you like, one that you're going to use. And I want you to make a to-do list on one side of, even if it's make breakfast every day, make, you know, grab this from the grocery store, make this phone call, like whatever it is, make the list. And when you get it done, I want you to physically go and cross it off. And when you're having those moments of like, I feel like I got nothing done today. I want you to look at that list and see what all you've crossed off of. Like one of the things I had was make actual breakfast, not just drink coffee in the morning. And so like, that's guaranteed, you know, make your bed. It's the things that even things that, you know, you do without thinking about it, the, the act of being able to write that down and cross it off and feel like you did get some, you know, accomplish something, even if it's survived pandemic day, number X, Y, Z. Like just having that would binging, uh, like your favorite book series or, or you mean like, I just finished the Percy Jackson series. Oh my gosh. The Percy Jackson. (gasps) It's so good. Um, I rediscovered the Libby app, which is, yes, that's the, do you get it through your library? I do. I finally went and got a library card for myself. My daughter has had one forever. And I finally went and got one. How have you not? 
because I've been a potato and I've been burnt out from reading books for college and it took me forever and a day to get back into reading for fun. Okay. Well, now that you got that out, how does that make you feel? Amazing <laughs> because I have audiobooks and I have, and it, the biggest thing is my daughter is now getting into reading. And so like for mother's day, uh, I got two beautiful gifts of everyone left me the fuck alone for we... four hours. Okay. Say your other gift and let's go back to that. Okay. Um, and like I said earlier, I, I call my, my ADD brain, shiny crow brain of, I jump from shiny thing to shiny yes. thing. This is, this is just how I operate. Um, my other gift was I got the game Hades for the Nintendo switch, which is like this awesome dungeon crawler. It's won all of these awards. It's beautifully written, beautifully illustrated, like animated. It's amazing. Is, is Hades really sexy? Oh, so sexy. So sexy. <laughs> so sexy. And then like you can follow the romance stories with other characters and like you can do all of them. And so you think like it's one of those those like the old like the old school anime romance games where you have to pick one. Oh no. Oh no, they actually explain and they're like we're immortals. Like as long as everyone's happy, go do go do you. And I'm just like, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, but it and it incorporates all of these great Greek mythological characters. So like all the major gods and like the character you play is Zagreus, who is the, you know, the, the mythical son of Hades and Persephone. And they actually go through and explain why you've never heard of him and all of these great things. I know it's amazing. Um, so my daughter will watch it with me. And she's eight. And I've already, so... Lisa was, as I said, my cool, you know, the cool co older cousin when I was growing up. Um, I still remember the night we, I was in, I think middle school and we were staying with you and you and I stayed up and we watched America's Sweethearts. Yes. And oh. we watched Moulin Rouge and you introduced <gasps> me to Moulin Rouge. And then oh, I don't remember who was that trip. Yes. I know. I don't remember if it was that trip or a different one, but then you introduced me to Daria. So my oh. daughter has watched Daria. All and so because I, I just rewatched like four episodes of Daria. And if you don't even have enough oh. time, YouTube has the snarkiest like Daria moments that you can just go through for five minutes. It's a herd of wild horses running across the plain. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, it's all of, you know, I let my daughter watch things that will go over her head a bit. Like they, they might be a little, old, you know, there might be a little old for her, but it's, you know, I'm ha I answer whatever questions she has. Um, and she doesn't have a whole lot. She tends to, when she gets bored, just walk out of the room and, you know, that's fine. Uh, but anyways, because she's watched me play Hades, she's gotten very into Greek mythology. And so I got her this kid's introduction to Greek mythology book that she earned by finally going through all of her clothes and purging everything that doesn't fit. And she got, she, her favorite myth is Orpheus and Eurydice. Ooh, okay, so for those that don't know, that's the one where he's a great musician, right? And he's got yes. to sit down and get the love of his life. Uh, how do you say her name? My Eurydice. There you go. Yes. And then, spoiler alert, what happens? So he's able to, he basically plays be such beautiful, heartbreaking music that all of Tartarus stops. Sisyphus stops pushing his boulder. The, the Furies stop punishing the wicked because they're all just transfixed by this music. And so Hades relents and says, all right, you can take Eurydice's spirit with you, but you cannot look back until you've both reached the surface. And so 
it, it's, you know, and it was funny because my, my daughter and I like will watch little videos about this at bedtime. She's decided we like watching like Ted talk styles instead of reading or singing it's you know whatever she's up to um and so she's like mom why is this version of the story different from that one it's like well because my love these stories are thousands of years old and they're translated from like ancient greek to modern greek to english and being trilingual myself a lot gets lost in translation but what what languages are you uh so at one point i was fully fluent in english french and russian and russian and then I had a baby and didn't sleep for two years. So now at best, I, I can speak in English. My, I talk in my sleep and my husband always knows when I'm, you know, completely sleep talking because it's never in English. Excellent. Perfect. So I've been up, I'm on, I'm, I hit day, today's day 15 for my streak in Duolingo of trying to get back into Russian. Duolingo, I love that app. Yes. Oh, my um, daughter is uh, has discovered a passion for goaltending and hockey. We actually did her tryouts today and a lot of parents there are Russian, which is great. And so I'm trying to like get conversationally fluent enough that not to eavesdrop, but just so that like I can talk with them again and not feel awkward. And when I took it in college, so my, I have two degrees, one in Russian studies and one in uh, health informatics, which is basically healthcare IT. Uh, and when I got my degree in Russian, I would use it when I was working at Radio Shack, RIP at the time. And I remember <laughs> like there was a Russian population that lived near, near my store. And so they'd come in. And so I was like, hey, do you mind if I practice with you? And they were all so like, so that was the big difference between when I went to France in high school on a trip, on a school trip and, um, working with actual native Russian speakers, oh my French gosh. people get horrendously offended when you try to speak French with them and you get it wrong. Russians understand how freaking hard their language is. And so they're just grateful that you're trying. And I really wish a, like native American English speakers would get that mindset of American English is one of the most difficult languages to learn. Yes. Like cut some slack, calm down. Also, you yes. just reminded me that when um, we came out to Portland to see you almost 17 years ago, oh, geez, I know. Like we, you had a French um, exchange, exchange student, student. Who yes. didn't talk. Frenchy, he was, oh my gosh. Did we call him Frenchy? We I did call we him did. I think we did. That I forget perfect. his actual name. Um, he... Loved. We went to a uh, we went to a a trade card shop, like a tabletop gaming store yeah. that was near us, and he loved Magic the Gathering. <gasps> like we were at the store for hours, and like he would be looking at the cards, and basically he'd be looking so close he'd forget that the display case was there, and he kept smacking his head did, on the glass. Did he know Magic before? I think he did. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, what stood out to me was he was wearing a do-rag the entire time. <gasps> yes. So we took him, we <laughs> drove up to Washington state. So, I mean, the, one of the main uh, great things about Portland, which, okay. I, you know, I was born, yeah, I'm, I'm 30. So Portland has definitely changed. I saw a great meme that was Portland when you're growing up and it's this majestic unicorn and then Portland these days. And it's a white horse with a damaged traffic coat on its head. And I'm just like, oh, I feel personally attacked because this is so true. Um, but so when we, when we had the French exchange student, we did a drive up the coast of there's highway 101, which goes like all up for like from Washington, all the way down to California. Like that is the coastal highway. 
Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Um, so we had driven him, we went to, so we gone to stay at the beach, which is when y'all had come out to stay with, with us in seaside. And so we did a day trip up into the Washington coast of theirs. I think it's Fort Stevens. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so we'd gone up there and they had, you know, they have the, the seaside souvenir shops, right? They always have like the funny and appropriate t-shirts and they have the screen printing everything. And I don't know if he had never seen one before, if he just right. thought it was really cool, whatever reason he got it. He thought it was the greatest thing ever. And I was just like, you know what you do you, I did very similar dorky things when I went to France when I was 16. Like I remember I got a pirate flag. And I thought it was the coolest thing on the planet. Like I figured out a way to wear that thing everywhere and had none shame. I just remember seeing him. I was like, did anyone tell him that he, that that's normally what black people wear, but you right. Know, they wear that to protect French their kid? hair yeah. and it's, you know, yeah. Pasty French kid though. We'll give it to him. So, yo, pasty skinny French kid. And it was very interesting. He was from the Southern portion of France. And when I went to visit, I stayed up in the Northern part so I stayed in like the next to, um, I was in Brittany, which is kind of the Celtic French region. Oh. And he was down by Basque, which oh. is, so Basque is its own thing. It is not Spanish and it is um, not quite French. It is yeah. very, like, it's one of those, but he was on that border to where that, that was a different thing. Yeah. Got it. Very interesting. God, I haven't thought about him in decades. I, I just, yeah. When you said uh, going to France, I was like, I remember that guy. Um, right. So I, well, you had people on your side for joy that, you know, brought you great joy, like your therapist and, you know, family members getting vaccinated. I did more like, uh, stuff for myself, which you brought up, which is, can we discuss leaving moms alone for hours at a time? Oh my goodness. Like I talked (sighs) to many moms this week when it was like, if you give me an hour, the things I could do with that hour. And on the one hand, the things I could do. On the other hand, I would like to sit and watch a completely child inappropriate show and uninterrupted. Yeah. Yeah. And not have to pause it or like quickly turn it off. Yeah. Or have my boys scream when I put on Pride and Prejudice, the Colin Frost style. Like, <gasps> Oh, that one's amazing. Did you watch Pride and Prejudice, the musical? Yes, I did. Oh my gosh. I went on Amazon Prime. And realized they'd taken it off a of prime. And I, I texted my sister because she's actually the one that told me about it. And like my sister, like I said, she's a honey badger. Um, and she is very into like, oh, snakeys. Um, God, I'm blanking on the name. Anyways, more modern things. Like she's like, I, I ate up Jane Austen. Yeah. When okay. I was in middle school and high school. Right. Oh, and then I finally wait, read Jane Eyre. Persuasion. Oh my God. Persuasion was so good. And then Emma was just a pretentious little brat. I'm just like, Oh, you. can we, okay. What about the new Emma movie? Yes. There's another new one. Oh uh, no. The one from a couple years ago that like, uh, it? Uh, I don't know, but she's okay. So is she really bitchy in it? So she's kind of not emoting in it. Oh, and Bill Nighy is the dad. It was very mm. bizarre casting mm. and there needed to be more emotions. Um, mm. I felt like, a, I felt an interior designer was like, Hey, 
I have some beautiful backgrounds and gorgeous layouts and I have some costumes. I'd like to match those. Who cares what the story is? <laughs> Everyone knows the story. They won't be right. paying attention to the actors. It's right. fine. It's I just fine. Remembered I got dinged on the same year where the new little women came out and then okay. new Emma came out and both of them. I was like, this is not great. <gasps> so I cut my teeth on the Gwyneth Paltrow, Emma. Oh, so good. Yeah. Right. So I'm just like, that is, that is the, the, that is the standard. The because other one I loved was Sense and Sensibility. Yes. With, Kate Winslet. Uh, Kate Winslet. Yes. Yeah, of course. Of yes. Course. And Hugh although, Grant. Although the new ones, I will say, I like them too. They have like, okay. um, I think they're more like BBC rather than like big audacious stars. Right. Which having watched J- um, Jane Eyre. Oh, so I finally read it and I was like, okay, I see how this is a bit different. Than, than Jane Austen. So reading it, I really liked it. When I watched the BBC version of it, I was okay. And then I watched the American version with Michael Fassbender and he is a beautiful human being and I adore him. But I'm like, no, you're too pretty. And you're starting in the middle of the story. What in the, why? Why, why? why are you starting in the middle? Why? Right? I'm like, why are we doing this? This is just making me angry. And I was so mad at Percy Jackson. And I was so excited when I read Rick Riordan uh, in an interview was like, I'm really sorry to everyone who's a fan of the books about that movie. That is not, I was just like, okay, all right. You saw it too. Great. And then before COVID, they were supposed to start um, filming a TV series. Like they were going to do a long form series for Percy Jackson. I'm like, that is the way you should do that. That's fine. Yeah. So I don't know where they're at on that. I really okay. hope it, it happens. So what you're saying is I need to start reading that to my boys. Yeah. And can we just say, Mr. Rochester is kind of a douche and yes. I yes. love reading douchebags. I'm reading right? a romance novel now called <gasps> Bastard, where yes. tattooed alpha male for our book club. <laughs> but Mr. Rochester, I'm like, you're kind of a douche. I bet you scream your own name when you finish. Is what I think he does. Yeah, I think he does. I, agree, yeah. I bet he in like modern decor. I bet there's a lot of mirrors in his bedroom. Oh, I bet there is. Mm-hmm. I, it's very much Christian Bale from American Psycho, of just like checking himself out while he's while he's doing the deed because that's what he's in. Egg white problems. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was my my one of the other hockey moms and I were sitting in the bat in the trunk of my car. Uh, drinking our coffee because the tryouts the parents aren't allowed to stay and so all the dads are like trying to peek in and all the moms are like deuce deuces yeah peace out we're gonna go hang out here goes back to leave us alone leave us alone yeah exactly so we and like this mom and I kept meaning to hang out but you know like crap kept happening so we're like we finally have an hour where we don't have anyone needing anything we're gonna go sit and drink coffee and this douche canoe decided that he needed to like bull through the parking lot and hawk it hawk it yeah and honk at this mom who's walking with her kid and I'm just like man someday I want the confidence of a mediocre white man Oh, like, what's it like to have that, to just feel like you own this parking lot to yeah. where you, you can honk at people just trying to exist. Like she wasn't walking in the middle or anything. There was plenty of space to go around her. He just decided he needed to be a douche canoe this morning. So I definitely like mom glared at him as he parked. As you should. Yeah. Yes. Agree. Agree. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that brought me joy, that's like a really small thing. And I would like to know where you stand on this. All right. Kind candy ice cream. Hmm. 
So I had been working on cutting down my sweet intake. Ooh, that's very noble of you. Right. Opposite of joy for me. I like upped it. Oh, I still have it. Believe me, I I still enjoy it, but it's more of instead of like, I've been working on not putting it in my coffee and not, not like in, I still enhance basically so that I can enjoy it as a treat when I find it, because it is like, if you completely cut sugar out for like two weeks, everything becomes way too sweet for you. And it's like, I'm sorry, the way American food is processed and everything, like there's sugar and everything. Like this is just how we exist and operate. And that's why we have so many dental problems. But anyways, uh, (laughs) we have dental problems or do the British have dental problems? I read a really interesting thing. Um, I've been doing a lot of Reddit scrolling. Ooh, okay. uh, Of just, you know, just interesting things. And, um, there was uh, explained to me like I'm five or it's like, yo, no stupid questions. One of those subreddits. Yeah. Uh, but it was one of why is it that humans only get two sets of teeth? Like, wouldn't you want them to be able to regenerate when they get damaged? And like someone brought up the really, yeah. And someone brought up the really interesting point. Of, they're like, well, you know, adult teeth are, are too big for, for a child's mouth. And then, ch- you know, child, uh, the child size teeth are too small for an adult mouth. So that's why that happens. Okay. Um, but it's basically because uh, evolutionary, you know, in, in the chain of evolution, humans didn't used to have so much, pro- so many processed foods. We didn't have so much refined sugar to damage the enamel and to encourage plaque development. Like we had enough raw food and everything that we didn't have to worry about it. And the more that we cooked our food and seasoned and added these things, which, you know, we cannot exist with now. Yeah. And there are people like, oh, just go do keto and everything. It's like, no, I like cheese and butter. So please go kindly kick rocks. Yeah. Also keto will like F up all your digestive system and other things and make you a little wacky. Right. And it's just like, I mean, if you, if you do that and it brings you joy, great. Um, personally, did not no. I did it for no. like, I did mild keto for three weeks and I was like, this is not bringing me joy. This is Mm-mm. making me angry. Oh, we don't want that. Yeah. No. And, um, I have enough history of alcoholism on both sides that I do not want to like give up bread and cheese and dairy just so that I can enjoy a beer. I also have gotten to the point where it's like, I have a beer or two fingers worth of whiskey on a Friday night. And like, that's my wild Friday night. That, yeah. I can drink more, but Oh, like that's a memorial. Oh man. I did not realize how much that side of the family imbibed. And I was like, Oh God, everything hurts. Uh, <laughs> my husband got hurt worse. I don't Ooh, know. If you I recall. Him. Yeah. He was rough. <laughs> he, uh, he spent that morning calling dinosaurs. Yeah. in the hotel room and Veronica my daughter was just like mom what's dad doing I'm like dad's calling dinosaurs he brought it on himself let's go get breakfast yes. let's go we're gonna leave daddy alone he's in pain by himself he's um, a rugby player he can deal with this <laughs> it's fine so it sounds like you got quite uh, the number of joy uh out of it uh, did, we, did you do anything else for joy uh let's see so I always get joy when I watch my daughter play hockey I was not an athletic kid uh, I was, I read books. I read all the books. Uh, when I got yelled at to go play outside, I would go sit outside with a book and it was great. And I loved it. Uh, and my husband grew up playing sports, but he like, it was very much, he got to play the sports, but he didn't get invited to the social things oh. involved there. Um, he is very much more of a nerd. Like he, uh, he's more, I'm more of a pop culture nerd. And then he's more of like the actual comic books nerd. So he and uh, your brother 
I think we get along really well. Yeah. Of like, he read all of the X-Men comics and he was into all the, um, I like both Star Wars and Star Trek. Oh, and thank you. Yeah, he is just like, I don't under, why would you like Star Trek? I don't get it. Well, it's dumb. How, did he not see Patrick Stewart doing amazing things in that role as Jean-Luc There, Picard? There are times that I refer to my relationship with my husband as we have, we, we follow the bumblebee physics of by all laws of physics a bumblebee should not be able to fly and yet there it is buzzing around um by all laws of nature the our nerd compatibility is just not there like trying to find a tv show that the both of us can watch and enjoy at the same time is a feat in and of itself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yet we have been together for 17 years and we've been married for 12 of them oh my god that's so gross I know we are, we are disgusting and we have learned of the, I love you. So I'm going to leave you alone. You stay on that side of the house. I'm going to come over here to this side of the house. Yeah. And we're just going to pretend the other one doesn't exist for a little while and that we can come back and love each other. It's great. Yeah. Like I need to miss you. Exactly. That was probably the hardest part of when, when lockdown started of, it was funny because he had been kvetching at me that our house is too big and why did we get this one and we should have gotten a smaller house and blur blah, blah 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 and then everything locked down and it was a whole lot of I love you but I can't miss you if you don't go away yeah. and so each of us could be we have a split level house it splits in the back so the bedrooms are upstairs and then we have the main floor and then we have our, our basement where my office and uh we have a, a living room basically we ended up with two DEVs because one was supposed to die and then it just didn't oh right. it, it's I, I swear it's continuing to survive out of spite and vinegar at this point it's great uh but we all got to just ignore each other like we could all go be separate and it's like okay like I know you're still here but I don't have to worry about you like I can I can pretend you're not here for a while right and it's beautiful hear your nerdness come that's fine that's right um no that was good I um I also felt the same like it was good like to have space and even now like I was like we have a really large house but it is it gives me great joy to realize that my kids have been yelling for me for something dumb, like get the channel right for Nintendo Switch. And I w- could not hear them the first two times that they scream. That being said, <sighs> something dangerous. Like we keep the, I'm sure you do this zone one or two. Is yes. it your zone or is it my zone? Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, I like now also being able to lock um, my bathroom door and <gasps> Yes. yes. I saw a great thing of, of uh, mommy needs a break. And that means more than just locking herself in her bathroom. Yes. Yes. Although I will say um, we had um, a ridiculous hot tub before. I um, remember. So I did uh, for, for those who are listening later, Lisa asked me to be in the podcast and I had never actually listened to a podcast ever before that and I was like "Mm, I just agreed to be on this I should probably like listen to what she's she's done so far so I know what I'm getting myself into and I binged the entire history of the ladies of leisure podcast and I was blown away that you did that because I was like oh there's some rough parts of the ladies of leisure podcast there are but then I knew who Slajana was and I knew the the overarching story and I got to hear about your move and it was like I haven't talked to Lisa in over a decade but I feel like I'm caught up on what's going on in her life now and we were able to like think up at the memorial and be like well hello tell me more about yourself what's weird is always for me is if I haven't seen the person I'm like 
So what would you say your life has been like <laughs> in the past decade? <laughs> right. Like you got to catch up on me through my podcast, right. um, but I don't really want to scroll through the last decade's worth of Facebook. Right. Posts. Like, I guess I got this. I got this. Right. I, it's a whole lot of memes on mine. I, I like to think I'm funny on there. So I repost a lot of hilarious things. You and then I get to see like adorable pictures of my daughter with her little button nose when she was idiot. Do you know what did bring me joy? I have not been on a lot of social media for <gasps> the summer. Good for you. Yeah. So I had watched the special called The Social Dilemma, which mm-hmm. you and I had chatted about a bit earlier. And one of the biggest takeaways I got from it, because they had this one guy who's like, okay, the best thing you could do is just completely get off of social media. Yeah. The second best thing you can do is go in and turn off all of the notifications. notifications. And so, so that's what notifi- I've done. The notifications I need are Facebook to tell me birthdays because I won't remember jack about people's birthdays. Right. So I disabled the push notifications. So like yes. you still like when you log in, when I open the Facebook app, I can see like, you know, it shows me the alerts and I can see birthdays and stuff, which reminds me I need to text our cousin because it's his birthday it's, today. Uh, yeah, I, I posted, but I posted on his wall and he doesn't, he doesn't. Do I don't it. know that he's on there very often. Not like he messaged me on Facebook. It was really funny because he was checking on. Uh, a mutual family member uh, about political stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, they're going this way about it. And he was just like, really? I'm like, yeah, um, I've taken a break from talking with that family member. And then um, one of the other, like, you know, shiny objects, sorry. Uh, one of the other big things that brought me joy was I set a huge boundary at the end of that memorial with a family member who had been Ooh. Yes. So uh, they like, the boundary of like, we won't talk about this subject or we physically won't see each other for like, I mean, we physically aren't seeing each other anyways, okay. because we live on like in different parts of the country, okay. but it was, they have been spewing a lot of crap in, you know, just to put it bluntly. And they have been holding double standards for a long, long time. But the Ooh. biggest thing was I had to borrow money from them to cover my dog's final expenses Okay. at the end of last year. Uh, this was a dog I had had since she was 16 weeks old. She was my husband, my first baby, and she got to 12. She hadn't eaten in like 72 hours. It was a whole awful thing. And so we had to go to the emergency vet and then we had to put her down. Um, and I was like, hey, I can't swing this right now. Can I, uh, can I, you know, can, can I lean on you? And they're like, yes. And so instead of coming to me like an adult and saying, Hey, can we set up a payment plan to start looking back on this? And I will totally own, I should have been paying that back. Like I, I should have been proactive about that, but I was dealing with like, I just lost my baby and I like, I, I just, I was feeling like garbage and I was just like, you know what? I just like, I forgot. I yep. also, in my household, my husband's the one in charge of finances because I can kitchen witch dinner out of the pantry and make it work. I cannot keep track of if I've watered my plants this week. Yes. So it's, it's, yep. And so he, and he has the kind of job where he um, is basically hanging out, waiting for someone to call him. So he has that time to sit and like do the spreadsheet and go through things. And so, and it's, I, I love him for it. It's amazing. Um, and so when they reached out to me, Instead of say, you know doing it as an adult, they sent me a picture of the card statement and then tried to guilt me about how much I paid. Wow! And it was yeah. So it was this whole thing, and I was like, okay. 
And I had already been working. So I work in IT. I'm a, a help desk support technician. So when everything locked down, I basically worked a, a light week for me was 50 hours. And that really only started letting up like this past April because we dropped a client because we were just like, you were just a drama llama and no, the pay is not worth it. Like go away. Anyways. Um, so like I was already stressed out from working so much. And so this family member texted me like with that stuff and I fell down a huge anxiety spiral and I was just like, okay, like I need to pay them back as soon as I can. And okay. What, like how much do I owe them? And maybe I can get a second job. And my husband wakes up at like midnight to me sitting there shaking and like, you know, mumbling, trying to figure this out. And he's like, what is going on? Like, what is happening here? Wow. Um, it was insane. So that's when I started going to see a therapist. <laughs> to deal with that. Um, and so at the end of the memorial, I, I basically, we were having a conversation about religion, funnily enough. And uh, a different family member told me they did not agree with how I'm raising my daughter in a religious sense of the memorial service that we talked about earlier was Catholic. That was the first Catholic service she'd ever been to. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't take my daughter to church because um, I don't, I don't follow the Christian faith. Like personally, I guess I'm more of a pagan. Did it's I really more of a do no harm, but take no shit. Yeah. So. Did I tell you what my son said to me in the middle of the, so it was very Roman Catholic and yes, both yes, it was know about Roman Catholicism. In fact, you'd said earlier, it's kind of like this muscle memory of like saying the rituals and you're like, but I don't, I, I wasn't just, I haven't been there in decades, but I know how to cross myself with the water right, when exactly. to kneel and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And also with you. So my youngest, who's like four, said, mommy, is this a show? Like, well, it's not, not a show. Like <laughs> there's a lot of singing. There's some random chanting. There's like a, the guy dances around an altar. Like it's pretty good. Smoke that comes out, you know, <laughs> good time. So I, I remember, so you were on the far side of this yeah. church and I, the side I was on was closer to the organist who performed beautifully. Like he did a great job and they had this amazing looking like electric blue drum set. Oh yes. So one of our other cousins who flew in from Hawaii was standing behind. It was me my brother and sister and my daughter were in one pew and cousin Vicky was standing behind us. And we were all just like, so when's he going to do the drum solo? Right. I need the Holy Roller drum solo. Yeah. It's what Jesus wants. It is. solo. Jesus was a party animal. Come on. He, oh man, we're out of booze, water to wine. Let's keep the show going. Yeah, I kept walking around that memorial and being like, it's what uncle Greg would have wanted <laughs> <laughs> to anything. He, like, right. Do we, we open the wine at 11 AM? It's what uncle Greg, it is have. what uncle Greg would have wanted. Yeah. Um, so we're having this conversation and, um, the family member in question asked a different family member of like, well, why do you support this sect, but not that one? And the answering family member had said, well, because I support abortion to which the offending family member said, and I pray for all those dead babies that you've killed. And I was like, okay, we're done here. I <laughs> haven't the dead babies come out. It's dead babies. well. And then earlier that trip, they had said, well, you know, I've gotten over my racism against Brown people. Oh God. 
shots. And I, I had to stop. So one of the best things I developed with my therapist, because that was a hard day. I was like, I'm trying to have conversations with this family member that like are good conversations. Cause I do love them. And I, I yeah. want to have a relationship with them, but they make it so hard because they bring up politics or these controversial things. And so Barbie, what it is, is when, <laughs> yeah, right. Or babies. So whenever the family member brings up like some kind, like basically they, they like they set out bait, right? Uh, they, they're set out this, this conversational landmine and they want you to step on it. So then it can become this whole big thing and they can make themselves into being the victim because, you know, they have this controversial opinion. So now in my head, when, when they drop those statements, I see Tom Hardy from Mad Max going, see that that's bait. I see your bait and I'll walk around it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pretend my daughter just called for me and I didn't hear anything you just said. So bye. So when they made that statement of I gotten over my racism or brown people, there were like everyone had gotten in at the same time. And so everyone was talking around each other. And so I was just like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Did you want to repeat that? Oh, no. Huh. Interesting. So they make the statement about um, being pro-life and it's I, I blew up and it was basically like five years worth of 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 like statements I had been holding back. And so I don't remember everything that I said, but I called him out like, you know what? I've been going to therapy to make sure that you can maintain a relationship with my daughter because I don't want to cut you out. I know you're a good person, but I don't like the person you've turned into over the last five years. And I don't trust you. And here's why. Here are the actions that you took that broke my trust in you. Um, and they reacted exactly like I expected them to of just sitting in a cloud of smug self-satisfaction of they triggered me and they're the victim here. And uh, their response was, well, don't ever ask us for help. And I'm like, that's fine because I already moved our hotel reservation off of your credit card onto mine because I did not trust you not to hold that against me at some point. So I have not spoken with that family member since, but I felt like I lost like 50 pounds that day. I you did not- your joy. I brought myself huge amounts of joy of I gave myself permission to- leave the ball in their court of if they want to actually like listen to what I said and work on that or say, you know what, that was a really shitty move on my part. And then I found out later that that person was drunk when they were texting me. Oh, that's always helpful. You know, that layer of like, right. It's like, oh, cool, cool. So the state of mind that you apparently are in all the time now is when you're like that. Awesome. And I'd actually seen that family member earlier that month. They, they had come out to visit me and I was working and on call. So I was like, Hey, like, let's, let's go get coffee. Let's go get lunch. And we had a great time. Like it was, it was back to that relationship I wanted with them. And I, I was, I felt really good about it. It's like, great. We're making progress. And then, you know, we had this weekend where they spent the whole weekend drinking and I'm like, Oh, Okay, now I see this difference. Yeah, you, what you said earlier, the Jekyll and Hyde. I know I have like, yeah. the Jekyll and Hyde with my dad, but it's definitely, um, we. I think you've been around when we call him Bobo. To yes. A, yeah, and we'll just- It took like, me a while to learn what Bobo was. I was like, do I have another uncle? Yeah, like who's there, uncle is there, like, Is there a fourth brother somewhere that I don't know about? Weird. Yeah, he doesn't get like angry. He doesn't get like violent or anything. He's right. dumb. And like says dumb things and then like makes you like, cause he, he like barges into conversations. Mm-hmm. He brings up things. It's not coherent, but to him, it probably is. Right. Just annoying. So it's like having a big dumb, dumb around. So we call him Bobo. Yeah. This one, it's not so much big dumb, dumb as much as 
I've got this baseball bat and I know that this, this particular con, you know, like subject to conversation is a hornet's nest. Let's go whack it a couple of times. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. That's always rough. Um, and you know, it, it, it probably took you a while. Cause like you just went through all of it. It takes right. a while before you're like, there's nothing you can do. Like, no. And it yeah. actually, like, it took me, it, it took, uh, like I'd say, I said, I started seeing this new therapist because my previous one on maternity leave. And so this current one is the adult child of an alcoholic. And she asked me, was like, do you consider that family member an alcoholic? And I was like, you know, I never really thought about it. Like I knew they drank a lot, yeah, but I never really thought about it. And the more I did, the more it's like, you know, that really does fit. It really does. And it's, it's, they're not, they are not at a point where I would be able to bring that up in a, Hey, I'm worried about you kind of conversation. They would think I'm just attacking them. And so it's, it's, yeah, I've had to completely disengage from them, which sucks. Yeah. It sucks. But you have to deal with someone else's problem, but like, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really nice. Uh, I didn't feel like I was being passive aggressive about it. I didn't feel like I ghosted them. It's, I made it very clear. This is how you hurt me. And when you're ready to talk about it, I'm here and I cannot wait to begin rebuilding that relationship with you. But because of the way that you, because of how you, these choices that you've made until you're ready to own up to those, I'm done. Yep. Nope. That sounds that. And it's been amazing. And I, so like, I felt like I gave, I gave myself permission for that, which has been a big thing of like, you know, we, we have so many pressures on our, on us uh, from society and family and all these things that it's like, you have to give yourself permission to, to do it, you know, to guard your yes, guard yourself. You have to Elsa it and say, let it go. Yep. And I felt like I can now of it's, I didn't feel like I could before because I didn't want them to feel like that behavior was okay. I was probably, I think what was holding it. So yes, the other big thing I've done that has brought me joy is I started going back to the gym this week for the first time since pre-COVID. You went back to work. Let's talk about butter off the bun. So what do you do when you go to the gym? So when I go to the gym, um, so I started going back, I use LA fitness and they have, as my aunt calls it, la fitness, la fitness. Now it's Esporta. Oh, did they rebrand? Uh, so they're partially rebranding of it's basically, it's like a, a child company of LA fitness and it's, they realize people can only, you know, they, they can only swing so much. They want to go back to the gym. And so they, they have this kind of more bare bones plan called Esporta. So it's located within LA fitness, but the, and you have access to a lot of the same things, but it's you, like, you don't have access to kids club which is, you know, key for me. So I'm like, well, that's out the window. Uh, you don't have access to like their hit classes, the, the, they, they have the, the group classes through LA fitness. Um, so with Esporta, you only have access to like the actual equipment and then the locker rooms. Okay. But it's more affordable. So if you're someone, you're just like, I just spent two years huddled inside my house and I just want to be able to like bend over without crying again, that'd be great. So yeah. when I go, I do uh, a circuit on the machine. I just do kind of general all over body. Okay. Um, before COVID, I was getting to a point where I was going often enough that I could have done like arm legs and arm days and leg like days. Where you focused on things. Right. I did not get to that point. So I usually start off with like five to 10 minutes on the treadmill just to kind of like get my heart rate going. And then it's like, okay, I'm already sweaty. So I can just get sweaty or not care. Yeah. And then I go, and so like, I have this playlist on Amazon that I have, it's called get to work. And so it's all my workout music. 
Oh, and so whenever I need a good playlist these days, like yes. to work out. Right. You, and it's like some people, they'll work, some people it's Broadway music and some people it's Disney musicals. Um, mine is a super fun, like I have all of the Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Oh, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh my so gosh. Good. It was so good. Yes. Sunflower. So ah, right. What's up danger. Oh, so good. what's up danger is on my get to work and it's one of my favorites. So I have a bunch of songs from that soundtrack on that list. I have a lot of Volbeat, which is a Danish rock band. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Right. Uh, but they have like this song about like they do a bunch of songs that are based in like old West America. Yeah. Which is crazy. And then they do a bunch of covers of like 40s and 50s pop songs, but they do them as rock. Yeah. And they sound amazing. Yeah. They, they yeah. sound absolutely fabulous. So I have a bunch of their music on there. Random K-pop. Because oh, K-pop is so good. Is I love it K-pop. Yes. BTS. I think I have some BTS on there. Um, right. I have, I, I have my suit. This is my work setup. So I have two monitors so I can like talk with you and do things on the other screen. I'm very fancy. So yeah. So I put my music on and I'm able to go and like hit all of the circuit machines and they're all the same brand. What is it? It's like life something. Oh, like, but they all have the QR code, uh, light it's LF connect. So it's like life fitness. And so they have the app. So they have little QR codes on all the machines. So you can scan it and you can save like your seat position and the last weight that you were at. And so you like, you don't have to write it down someplace. You can keep it all in there. Got it. I have to say this sounds way more robust than what I did, which was stretching. Um, I signed up for OB. Stretching hurts. OB is the uh, fitness um, group. Weight Watchers gave it to me for like 45 days. Nice. Yeah. Um, but I've done some of their stretching and like 10 to 20 minutes and I'm like, my body hurts. (laughs) Right. Well, and then, so I, I've been working from home since lockdown, like our, our lease on our office, actually, like it came up last September and they had just announced operation work speed. Mm, Okay. But they like, we're like, we're not sure how this is going to go. We don't know how, what it's going to do. And so we're like, why pay for an office that we're not going to use? Yep. Um, so we're permanently working from home and it's amazing. Ooh. So I have recently switched to, I got a fitness ball that I'm actually yeah, sitting on right now. On it right now. Yep. So I get to sit here like and bounce. It's really hard not to bounce during meetings. Cause I'm on the video. I, that's so, what I found. I would use it during meetings. I was like, it's really hard to like not bounce around. Like, right. Just, you just kind of like, you kind of sit and you're like, maybe I just yeah. do a side wiggle. Yeah. Like, I would also do my meetings on my treadmill. And it's also very hard to, not look like you're walking and not paying. Right. Even though I am. In fact, I'm probably paying more attention because I'm on the treadmill. Right. I have, we have a rower oh. that we bought. Um, but I, I, I need to be watching something. Like I have to distract myself. Yeah. Cause rowing is boring. Rowing is boring. And so what I was doing was I was like setting it up to be facing the TV and I throw on an episode of letter Kenny, which if you have not watched letter Kenny, Oh what? my gosh. Oh, it's one of my favorites. I love it. We actually bought tickets to go see Letter Kenny live in February. Ooh. I'm really, really hoping that we don't have to lock down again and do that, that. we're not on like the Lambda variant by then. Oh, I'm really hoping, but you know, like we'll get there. All right. So you got your butter off your buns. What did, did you do for productivity or laugh out loud? So for productivity, I got this new planner. Oh my God, it's the weirdness that makes you wonderful. Yes. So 
Um, the artist's name is Kate Allen and her Instagram handle is at the latest Kate. She's also on Facebook and I think she's on Twitter too, but she does these beautiful illustrations that are all like just, just mental positivity. So like this one, it has a water bear, which is, it's like a tetragrade, a tartragrade. Yeah. They're, they're They're like one of those little microscopic animals that can live anywhere. Like they live anywhere. Um, and like, I just remember their friendly name of the water bear. And so it says, you may feel pretty weak, but your rate of survival is a hundred percent. Oh, see, that's beautiful. What made me think of the laugh out loud was I just sponsored a, and in fact, I'm checking the Kickstarter to make sure Kickstarters are the best. Oh, my Kickstarters are so much fun. So for people that don't know, Kickstarters are where you fund something and then it, if it gets funded, like the project, um, then great. You we are- have supported uh, local nerd bands that way. There you go. We are fans of this great band called PDX Broadsides. Shout out to Dr. Jess and Christian and Holly. I love them. Um, but they, so they do nerd music. And great. she is, she's a, she has a PhD and oh, works cool. at Oregon Health and Science University. And so they have all this amazing stuff, but they've done Kickstarters for the last two albums that we've been able to support. And so that's amazing. And then we support different like tabletop games and all sorts of stuff. But anyways, Kickstarters are amazing. Yeah. So what made me just check mine, because my laugh out loud was very similar to yours, actually. It's um, yours is called, uh, affirm- what is it called? Uh, it's your weirdness that makes you wonderful. Yeah. So I got um, sweet ass affirmations, a card deck for creative maniacs. Yes. The one is, I transform my darkness into lasers of light. Another one today, I will create some dope ass shit. Um, Yes. So it's 60 bold, unfiltered affirmation cards to motivate your creative maniac. But like, it was similar, like ridiculousness as to what, like you just held up. So that's going to be my laugh out loud because I've funded that and it got funded. So yeah. Do they have stretch goals? Do I what? Do they have stretch goals? So when a Kickstarter makes its funding and then they're able to go over. So if they have like, cause they, they're open for like 60 days or 30 days yeah. they're open for an amount of time. And for those who don't know, once they meet their original funding, they can do stretch goals, which is, Hey, we made our original goal. And so if we can make it to this next one, here are the extra things that we can do with it. So super cool. either I got them. Um, let's see. I think I got, um, two decks and a, and a pen, um, but I believe their stretch goals were adding some more extra stuff. And I did not, I did not do that. Um, I was like, man, I only need two decks. Um, That's fair. That's fair. So wait, that was your productivity. My laugh out loud was my, um, (laughs) words are hard. Words are hard. Right. So what was your laugh out loud? Oh, let's see. I have to think about it. It usually involves, it usually involves my daughter. Oh, okay. Then I'll do my productivity. So my productivity was, I finished reading this book. I'm going to look up. Oh, Jessica Abel, A-B-E-L is the author. And she does these creative artistic workshops where you try to just finish your project or get on a project to completion. Um, And I think this summer, so this will be uh, recorded or, or posted after my leisurely summer, where I basically realized that after doing the podcast for like two and a half years, I needed like a long ass break. 
and most podcasts need a break. They're called the hiatus and they're absolutely wonderful right. and necessary. So, you know, we just ended season um, three a little early. Um, so <laughs> These things happen. So because of that, I had a lot of joy just doing whatever I wanted and not really like worrying about booking <sighs> their podcasts were there for the week and everything. Beautiful. Like that. Right. So Growing Gills is the name of her book that I just read. It's been okay. sitting in my Kindle collection for a while. So my word of the year was finish. And so I listed a bunch of um, books that I'd been having sitting in my Kindle for years that I just haven't gone to. And this was one. I'm guilty of this. She has a great newsletter, but like she walked through. So it's definitely like a self-help book, but it's actually better. So self-help books just like motivate me to do stuff. But this one was right. like, okay. You have a lot of ideas that you bounce to all the effing time. You should stop that and focus on one. Here's how, here's how to restart yourself. No, no, that's not a thing. That's not a thing that actually happens. We (laughs) jump from shiny object to shiny object until we've forgotten about said shiny object. And all of a sudden we knock it over and knocks the dust off of it. We go, Ooh, it's shiny. Yes. Rediscover that. So I was trying to not do that as much this year, maybe like finish some more things. Okay. And, um, the way she lays out, like she usually has a six week, um, workshop, but this is like the book version Okay. worksheets and activities that you do. So I just finished that book and like laid out what my projects are going to be for the next like six to 12 weeks. And yeah, we'll see if this gets done, but at least it's been farther along than any of my ideas, which like some of the habits and other things that I've done before, it's like, I usually have a two month, like, this is what I do for two months, workout included. And then I fall off the bandwagon. And she's like, there is no wagon. She's like, you just have to restart. And that's why every project should be six to 12 weeks because that's what you do. (sighs) And I was like, this is weird. It's like you're talking my language. And she did say the idea fairies, the idea (laughs) story. Um, She's like, you need to pick one and finish. Let's work on that. So I'm working on that right now. So that's my productivity. So I like it. What was your laugh out loud coming back? Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm scrolling through my Facebook on the other screen. So it'd be like, okay, did I post something that was funny? (laughs) Because so the funny thing that's coming to my mind, it's super embarrassing for my daughter to bring up only (sighs) I will hear it in the rest of the world on the podcast. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it was really embarrassing for her. And I'm just like my poor baby, but I think I, I can't stop laughing. So this past Friday, we had a Girl Scout event. Uh, we did the bridging ceremony for them to go from daisies to brownies. It was oh, supposed okay. to be done last summer, but COVID. Yep. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I want to make sure this is done before the school year starts. So that way, like on the day of their meetings, they can go in all proud with their brownie vests on and, yeah. and you know, like. Get, get the girls together one more time before school starts. And um, so I picked her up from daycare and we ran to the store to get the cupcakes. And because I just got like a thing of mini cupcakes. Like I didn't do anything crazy. But I'm like, oh, we'll do a little treat and, and, you know, let them go play. So I'm like, ooh, we'll grab dinner too. And so I grabbed like we stopped in Burger King for her and I grabbed some sushi while we were at the store. And so we park and it's this, it's this little park that's like right across the street from a high school. So you park in like the high school's rear parking lot. Okay. And so we're, so we're sitting there and I'm basically standing in front of, like I have, I have an SUV. So I have the trunk open and kiddo was hanging out in the trunk 
and I'm standing in front of it. I'm eating my sushi and I'm like, are you not hungry? Like what's going on? She's like, "Mm, okay. And all of a sudden her eyes go like the size of dinner plates. And she's just like, mom, I just pooped my pants. I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, mom, there's more, more is coming. I'm like, okay. I am in the middle of a high school parking lot. There are no porta pods in sight. So I whip around to the side of the car. I pull both doors open. I'm like, quick, get between the two and squat down. And this poor child has explosive diarrhea. Oh, the explosive diarrhea. So, and I'm like, okay, this Girl Scout thing is supposed to start in 15 minutes. I do not have time to take this child home. And like, obviously like if I set out a group pe- te- you know, text, I'm sure they would have understood. Yeah. Um, but I was like, all right, all right. How can we set a mom it up? What are you going to do? What are you going to um, do? Pragmatic living. So we did hockey all summer. We did ice cream league. And because of that, we have all sorts of random clothes in the <gasps> back of my car. And I keep hand sanitizer and baking soda in my car. One of the biggest tricks I learned as a nanny was you keep a giant thing of baking soda in your car. So if someone gets car sick, you throw the baking soda over it and it absorbs everything. That's brilliant. I need to use that. That's good. Um, I did not learn that. And like, I, I completely forgot that rule when my daughter was itty bitty and like up chucked strawberry milk all over the car. Hey, um, exactly. so eventually I found it. And if you're one of those people that like gets, get like you, you start vomiting when you smell vomit, you can, um, keep old coffee grounds. And throw it on there. So like the co- the coffee smell cancels out the vomit. Fun fact. All sorts of fun things I know. So because of this random assortment of clothes and cleaners and everything, I was able to clean her up and like stuff. So like she had new pants. So we basically, I'm like, how attached are you to this pair, you know, to this pair of pants and, and this underwear. She's like, I'm not, I'm like, great. They're going away. So we yes. dispose of like all of the evidence. Yeah. And I always keep a flat of water in the back of my car of like, you know, cause you can get a, you can get a 24 pack of bottled water for like two. No, I'm just very impressed by how much your car has in it that I am. There's a reason I have an SUV. Yeah. yeah. Like I, there's yeah. a reason I had to, I had a minivan before this. So I yeah. got very used to having a lot of storage space. Yeah. So you MacGyvered this situation. I MacGyvered the hell out of the situation. I was able to like use the bottles of water to like rinse off the parking lot to a degree. And I was able to like, you know, disinfect her, her shoes. And I'm like, you're just not going to wear socks. We're just not going to worry about this. Right. Like got her wiped down. And I'm like, okay, do I smell it at all? I've cleaned up my hands. I've cleaned up her. Like, do I smell it anywhere? wait a second. I have spray on sunscreen. Kiddo, come over here. I'm going to spray you down. But mom, the sun's going down. I don't care. It's going to cover whatever smells there. Yeah. Got this. Oh, no, that was brilliant. Brilliant pro gamer mom move. Right. I was just like, oh, you might be my first pony, but this is not my first rodeo. I have nannied long enough. We can deal with this. Wow. So I, and she was just like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, don't mention it to anyone. Just don't, don't know. We'll know. Don't talk you about it. If, you don't, if you don't know. And so my, and of course my husband was homesick during all of this. So I'm dealing with this, like as as a single parent. So we got home and he was already asleep at the time we got home. So the next morning I I was like, okay, come here to the bedroom. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't want her to know I'm telling you just come here. Cause you know, like she, like when she's older, it'll be funny, but it's still very fresh. Oh, oh, yeah. Right. So I'm just like, no, I will not, I will not hurt you that way. Um, but I'm like, I have to tell you, this is too free. Like you have to know what happened. So I tell him and he's like, 
this is like when she had a blowout of the Mexican restaurant when she was like eight months old and you got mad at me because I wasn't there. I'm like, that's because every time I have to literally deal with shit, you're not there. Um, <laughs> it's funny because um, I was talking to a group of moms this week and we were talking about how most of our conversations go back to poo. And um, I feel like as a mom, of, yeah, you're always dealing with bodily fluids. Right. Um, one of the ladies was like, we should create a game. Like, am I pooping? And it was based on like the kids trying to suck uh, water up the straws. And they right. were like, yes, if I'm um, drinking or not. And we we're like, are you pooping? Like, are you <laughs> Like, it is that about? same face of concentration. Yeah, exactly. I, can, I do see that. Um, well, that's lovely. And I'm glad you survived and MacGyvered that. And I got some great tips. So, right. This- it's a learning experience for everyone. And so now like- it's just like, she's just like, what would we have done if we didn't have it there? I'm like, that would have been a really, really bad idea. So, you know, what you can do is you can pull out some clothes and make yourself a bug out bag and you can keep it under your seat in the car. Okay. If you want to just know that, you know, you will outgrow those clothes at some point. So make sure they're not clothes that you'd like want to wear on a regular basis. Correct. Yes. Well, I feel like you just went through like mental health joys of things. And then we just MacGyvered some poop situation. So with that, I think we might have to peace out on this. We're going to peace out on this. All right. Peace out and go enjoy some of that sunshine. Yeah. School starts on Wednesday for us. Oh, school starts starts a couple of days. Next Monday. So we got, Mm. yeah, we have camp still right now. Right. We have, my husband has offset days off. So, uh, she has two days at home and then school starts summer camp ended last year. So she lives the dream of the nineties of, I chuck her outside with some cheese sticks and chocolate milk and say, stay on the property, knock on my window. If you're bleeding other than that, like you get to be a feral child. Yeah, no, that it it builds strong character. So it does. She has her fairy hideout in the backyard. Well, and she, she play, you know, she finds sticks and I'm like, that's great. Build yourself a fort. Enjoy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, with that, you know how we end this. So I do. All right. Ready? Hello. Hello.